you have a lot more to do in terms of educating people. And, and I, I believe it starts mostly with, um, with the young folks. I think if you want to bend a tree, bend it when it's young. One, one thing that I believe with young folks is that we, we don't know what they're going to be tomorrow. We don't know what their tomorrow is. And uh, when you stand in the presence of a classroom, you don't know who you are talking to. You know, you might be talking to the next engineer, the next pilot, the next president, the next minister. So I believe the best way in 2020 and moving forward to me is, is education. Welcome to The Conservation Couch, a weekly podcast where four buddies from four corners of the earth come together and chat all things conservation. Our mission is to create a global conservation conversation and make it accessible for all. Featuring on the couch, we have myself, Dr. Mahesh Pat, James Jemu Mwenda, Jamil Dowling, and last but not least, Blaine Earth Offline Edwards. So if you want to join the conversation, make sure you subscribe right now. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, so Jamil, since you're the, I feel like you're the brainchild of this, this wee little potty. Um, why don't you start off with, what is the conservation couch? If you want to go back to the beginning, um, I was well, actually really bored during quarantine and, you know, I kind of always wanted to set up a website for photography and stuff and kind of fundraise money for like a lot of the conservation groups out, out there. And I wanted to do it a bit more specifically. So, you know, if the pictures were of rhinos in the pool and stuff, then if you did buy a print or something, the money would go to a charity that supported rhinos in Nepal. So your your purchases would be localized to whatever species you're interested in. Obviously you have that whole problem of only iconic species getting supported, but that's a different topic. Um, but after setting that up, I kind of reached out to Mahesh and Jemu and then I saw Mahesh's profile posted on Earth Offline and then I saw Conservation Tribe and then I started having a bit of a gander on Instagram. Like, oh, <laughs> what's this about? Mm, oh, these people look interesting, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then I think I reached out to Blaine. Um, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, sick that Mahesh is posted there. Really glad you found him and stuff. Um, so we all kind of started talking. So from what I had imagined initially, um, we went way beyond what that kind of idea was. There were like too many players involved. It wasn't really just something I wanted to set up for myself. Um, and everyone kind of had a different point of view. You know, Blaine is an architect. Jemu is a rhino caretaker. Mahesh, you're qualified, but I'm, I don't know, you know, floating about in between all that. Um, so... I just thought, you know, um, I don't know where that idea specifically came for, for the podcast, but it just seemed like a good idea because we were having really, really good conversations all together. I was like, well, why don't we just film all of this? Because I'm sure other people would be quite interested in it. And it all seems quite relevant as well. And, you know, because we've got such a diverse background as well, it's going to cover quite a broad domain of interests and, you know, points of view. Um, so that, that's one side of it. But then 
like the more important side of it to me is that we're all getting connected really really early on in our careers yeah um at least for me you know my career hasn't even started yet so um sorry i wasn't i wasn't laughing at you jamil i was laughing at blade what? i just realized that some people uh, are only listening to the audio so that it just sounds like i was i was doing a love hat <laughs> my my singlet's doing a nip slip as well <laughs> <laughs> the nips are out um, right, so I've lost is my that, chain of thought. Anyone that... to pick the tor- take the torch from <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, it, um, you know, we're it. just also building a community of people who are going to be quite involved in conservation and down the line, we hopefully are all going to be doing big things. And because we're all connected from the beginning, it will be a lot easier to facilitate helping each other out and sharing expertise, which is, you know, a semi big problem in conservation currently so yeah that's kind of the overview of it I, what, uh, how do you mean it's a semi big problem well you know a lot of groups and charities and it's not to say anything bad about any of them i think it's something that's been intrinsically bred into it don't like sharing their information too much and there are there's definitely reasons why security reasons and you know if it's too open and the poachers know exactly what you're doing or the people you're trying to combat know what you're doing but a lot of the times the groups want to work very individually because the success of that project will then be associated to their to their ngo or to their project which obviously will then bring them more exposure more money so I can understand why it's been like that for so long, but we're also moving into an era where everything's more about having open databases, being in contact between multiple groups. And I think that by having a united front is probably the only sustainable method of going forward. Preach it. I 100% agree nice. on that. <clears throat> yeah. We can't be fragmented in the work that we do. You know, yeah, conservation yeah. is such a complex problem that we can't, we can't work in isolation. We need to unify our efforts. Otherwise, we ultimately won't solve the problem, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. and, you know, and every group feels like their way is the right way. Um, mm-hmm. So they shut off a lot of avenues for <clears throat> you know, other opinions and whatnot. How do we overcome yeah. that particular problem? What, like that- this, 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 this like it seems as though some kind of an an ego thing is it ego like what what is that thing? Um, how, do we, how do we open I, I, do, I, I think a bit of it is ego maybe um how to overcome it is a tough one um i think being able to get people to be more receptive to just dialogue and be more open to discussions with people on the other side um so for example um like an example i can think of off the top of my head is you know, before before I went to South Africa, I was kind of always taught that um, trophy hunting was bad. And that's what I was always thought. And mainly because I was from the West, you kind of always think, you know, trophy hunting is bad. You see these pictures of the lions and the elephants, you're like, oh, that's horrible. But then when I go over to work there, and I'm, you know, I, I could talk more about South Africa. Um, Gemma, you could probably touch on Kenya. I don't know what the hunting industry is like there. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I've met kind of conservationists who you know, like a friend of mine, he's a manager at a reserve and he, they, ha- they don't get photographed. They don't do photographic safaris. They only allow people in there to hunt, but they don't hunt 
elephants or any of the big like the big five which is you know rhinos elephants lions um <laughs> leopards um is it leopards right what's the big five again? leopard Chief. leopards leopards and the cape buffalo isn't it yes yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. they they only allow you to hunt like antelope species and sometimes buffalo because buffaloes are not endangered but for one one animal that for one animal that they allow to be hunted they make enough money to like last them for like six months and a lot of the vet work you know i could personally speak for a lot of the vet work in south africa a lot of it is involves moving animals so you know moving an animal from one location to another whether it's Mm -hmm. in the reserve or from one reserve to another and for a lot of those a lot of those animals are moved because they're being purchased by hunting farms and they call them farms but they're safari parks um so if there wasn't a hunting industry i know personally that most vets wouldn't really have any work because at the end of the day, that is where a lot of the money comes from. So it would have been easy. If it's, you know, once you kind of understand what, what the actual circumstances and what the other side thinks. Um, mm. And my friend who was a manager over there who, who advocates for hunting and he advocates for hunting that's properly regulated. He doesn't like it when the hunters, he knows that the hunters have a very bad press. Um, and he doesn't like it when hunters put up pictures and whatnot. And like I said, he doesn't, they don't hunt the endangered species, whatever you think about it. I mean, I wouldn't do it myself personally, but his reserve has, you know, recently just moved 20 black rhino there. Um, and it was the biggest move in South Africa of rhino. Provided an amazing space for them. Um, and that's because of the money that they've been able to make over the years through hunting and whatnot. So I kind it's- of agree with the, the hunting thing. Well, not agree completely. If there was another solution, it would be ideal. Um, yeah, yeah, but to bring yeah. money in, it's a, it's a good option. As in, you know, nature, some are going to die anyway. You can yeah. look at it that way. But what do you think about the canned meat industry then? So, for example, when they're breeding, oh no, 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 and, no, 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 I, I mean, I I, obviously, I don't where's the line the lie? The canned hunting. Where does the line lie? That, 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 <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I mean, that, but that's that's a big. <laughs> That's probably one of the big, one of the biggest problems I think with the hunting, and this is why I used to I'd get in discussions with my friend with, um, and you know, bit, and thank that's this kind of coming back to what Blame was saying. That's why it's quite good that both of us were quite open to just talk about it without actually getting, you know, you can you can dis- disagree with someone about something, still just mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, mm-hmm. like it doesn't, it's not the end of the world, um, and it's that's, essential to pro- progress, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hearing uh, alternative viewpoints. Yeah, and um, so my kind of big, my big, I think the big issue with the hunting industry is just not regulated properly. There is no proper regulation of it. And that's where you can get all these canned hunting industries, um, you know, making, you know, making loads of money and being so successful. That's the big problem, I think, with hunting. Not the actual hunting, but, but just not. Say, say it was regulated well, would it yeah. be ethical with species like lions? Mm, yeah, that's. I, I think I, we should I, also I, be working towards. It's a very tricky question, yeah. but yeah, I, if anyone I personally don't then. think so. But um, you know, some people probably see other. What's it like in Kenya, Jeremy? Um, as as you know, um, hunting is is completely illegal in Kenya. It's 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 not allowed anywhere. There's a total ban uh, that the government implemented uh, implemented years ago. <laughs> Um, in my personal opinion, I think, um, I think there has been a lot of rumors that they wanted to revive the hunting industry a few, 
a few months ago, I saw some articles writing about a few conservationists trying to collaborate and bring it back again. And then it was faced with a lot of rant. And I was one of those people because I think Kenya has been able to move steps forward in regard to um, protecting its species, even without necessarily hunting yeah. them. And Kenya is kind um, of, uh, I, I feel like across Africa, Kenya is seen as the leading, leading light in conservation. Yeah, hope. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like where they, that's usually the example. Whenever I was in South Africa, it'd be like you know, as m- we'd have these hunting conversations, and I'd be like, "Well, look at Kenya; they don't need to, and they're still doing really well." Yeah, so. and I think it's it's it came from the government, you know, owning taking ownership of all wild animals. These are a classification of animals that people can keep in their homes that are, are regarded as domesticated, and others are regarded as wildlife. You know, they 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 are completely out of and. That has helped to have a line between what people can have. And, and even though people are allowed to have certain animals like that are regarded as wildlife um, uh, in their homes, it's, it's on a very strict permit and very well regulated. Like this is what you can do if you have a license, maybe to have like an, 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 a park or anything. So we are happy that the government has strict uh, guidelines on what should be handled, even at the domestic animals at home. You cannot mistreat your cow. If the Kenya Wildlife Service team finds you mistreating a donkey or a cow, they can, they can punish you for that. So that has helped move a step, uh, a step forward in terms of protecting our animals. However, with hunting, uh, my own personal feeling is that um, it's not the very best way to treat animals you know from mm. from a moral perspective of it i mean i i feel and i've had so many discussions with conservationists about that and i think if you shoot a being that has to die for the well-being of others it seems that we humanity are failing somewhere we as humans are failing somewhere because we have complementary ways that can be used and, and and protect them just like it is with us here we have tourism you can do bushwalks you can do game drives you can do anything still see the same animals without killing one which is a member of their family to 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 as a as a savior for the others so that's that's my most personal feeling and then again uh, as we have seen it in in some parts it doesn't well it's it's the truth is that sometimes it's regarded that the money raised goes back to conservation but as we have seen with time goes by that money doesn't go back to yeah i think um in maybe in some places it does but i think it's it feels like a convenient uh, convenient truth almost <laughs> and, like, and that's yeah. because of the money component right like yeah, the, the yeah. moment money is involved and it's a business you've got to get people that are going to try and cheat the system and that that is the issue with commoditizing animals is you're always yeah. going to run that problem um, I think my, my stance hunting is obviously not a black and white issue. Yeah. And when yeah, I that think was the, of, yeah, that was the main post, post point. I went yeah. To like you, you mentioned like trophy hunting isn't bad, but I also say that trophy hunting isn't good. Yeah. Like yeah, it, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it, it depends on a lot of different things, but I think we should be working towards a place where we don't have to do that. Um, yeah. 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 But there is, practicality issues around that like the way that i view it is i view it in terms of like an an ideal scenario like what would that look like and then what is the best scenario 
practically like realistically yeah. and those two things are always different yeah, yeah. um yeah so we we should act based on the realistic option but we should be always keeping in mind what the in theory is the best way and working towards that does that make sense yeah 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 like mm-hmm. I, I i think with hunting um like i think the important part is the necessity is it ne- necessary for survival like some people need a hunt to survive now i'm not going to take away their right to survive uh, yeah. right? but mm-hmm. when you when you're when you're hunting for a for a trophy or something that is other than survival that's where I draw the line. I draw the line that is it essential for survival or isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I think just to, to add that review, from a moral thinking, from a moral perspective, if you enjoy the pain of a dying being just to, to feel good about yeah. it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't, it, it goes beyond um, the very essence of compassion that we humans should be having for our planet yeah. in that regard. And uh, it's it's what we propagate for, you know. If if you if you're doing it to survive, maybe we have people. Yeah, in that's that's what. Kenya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They have to, Jeremy, they have man, to survive. I feel like shots fired. <laughs> I feel like I need to, we need to get a soundboard because every time Jeremy speaks, I want to. Yeah, that's something I've never yeah. been able to quite understand. Is yeah if you get joy out of seeing the life leaves something then i don't know man it's just something i can't i just can't relate to it all i mean like to put from personal experience you know i've been backpacking in korea and stuff like that where i've had to survive by spearfishing so i went on a super low budget and you know i lost a lot of weight every time i hit something man i wanted to break down like you know and even in croatia i think the worst experience i ever had was when i caught an octopus and you can just look at its eyes and like i hate talking about this because i don't actually feel good about myself obviously i ate everything and you know it was borderline a necessity even if i was going to eat product from the supermarket there would have been some animal in it i feel good that i can personally know that i could kill an animal to eat myself if necessary so i respect where it comes from more than people who just buy it from the supermarket but it's a horrible experience at no point would i like Mm. actively seek out that experience if i have the option Um, uh yeah no i don't think i can do it i'm gonna quickly add something here because it's a good segue is um, speaking about this compassion thing, when I think of if you're a conservationist, in my opinion, you should also be someone that advocates for like is someone that is compassionate and kind and empathetic. Like they go hand in hand in my eyes. However, um, my favorite quote in the world is um, teaching a child not to step on a caterpillar is as valuable to the caterpillar as it is to the child. And I've always loved that quote, but I couldn't really put my finger on like where the value was. And for like, I've kind of this year understood that it's, it's this idea about compassion. Um, it's not stepping on that caterpillar is instilling this value of compassion and empathy and kindness towards something else. And I feel like that is the root of the addressing the root of the conservation problem. If we can inspire people to be more compassionate, conservation of the planet will happen as a byproduct yeah and to, to, add to, that, to add to that yeah. i think also what you're saying there is all life has value no matter the species 
you know, because traditionally a caterpillar, you step on it, it's like, oh, people are, oh, it's just a caterpillar. And, you know, <clears throat> everyone's probably killed something accidentally at some point. Whereas if you killed a lion, people might be a bit more, yeah, you know, compassionate yeah. about it. But, you know, everything should have value. And it <clears throat> kind of took, I have had this discussion with a few people and it's like, if you bring up people eating dogs in China, right? And, you know, again, very uh, topic or career. My stance is like, well, you know, as long as it's done ethically, they're doing nothing differently than what we're doing here with cows. Actually, if anyone's been with a cow on here, I mean, I'm sure Mahesh has, they're fucking great. They're like supersized puppies that will gallop around with you and like play with you. Yeah. So it's true. Like, it's true. Why why does I a think, label um, give permission yeah, to I think following up from what Blaine said is that um yeah exactly the that you know if you if we were able to give everyone more compassion then as a you know we conservation would move forward as a result. And that's probably I think I was just whilst you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, how do we get people to have more compassion? Exposure. Think, exactly, yeah. yeah. If people don't have a connection to something then they they don't have compassion for it. Like, um, so, you know, obviously dogs and cats, everybody has a dog or a cat. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a strong connection there. Whereas for most people, you know, the cow is just a distant thing that they might see the odd, odd time. But apart from that, mostly they just see it on their plate. So there is no connection mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. so that's the thing is just, you know, bridging that gap between the, the world, like the, the natural world and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. Let, let's go down let's downward yeah. arrow this real quick so what if, if it's important downward arrow is a psychology phrase that my girlfriend uses she's a psychologist oh i was um, looking i was like where's this arrow just get that in <laughs> it's, it's, well also what it basically said it's pretty much you just keep asking yeah, yeah. why 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 and you get uh, to okay. um so you're saying how we need this connection how do we create that connection in 2020 um well i think a lot of it is through through media like um because most people on an on a daily basis the average person most the majority of the time the way they consume information is through their phone or their laptop if you're able to reach them through that then you i think you 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 would you would get most people um and then from there you can get them to you know whether they want to you know travel or visit places then they get the more in-person connection but i think that first step a lot of it is through media i think that's key um, to be honest, I think that's that's the, I think that's the most effective and the, the biggest way you can reach people at scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, at scale. Yeah, yeah. So that for that initial for that initial bit, and then I think you can do. But more say, for example, you put up a video of how animals are processed in an abattoir. Oh, yeah, the way you the, inf- it, the way you not going to like that. Yeah, the way you package information is key. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> the way the way you. Use, the way you package it is key like yeah, yeah perfect example is abattoir stuff you know i like i've been yeah. i've been vegetarian my whole life and I've, I've known about all this abattoir stuff and i remember when the first time the the videos used to come out and some people it would hit them really hard and they'd be like oh my god i can't believe that happens and they would never do it and some people are like, oh ew, i don't want to see that stop talking about it whereas now the videos about health and the environment and the impact of a vegan diet that way has been way more effective yeah. than the abattoir videos so it's just finding that the way to package it, package it, packaging yeah. the information correctly is, I think, is key. 
Yeah. And that differs from person to person, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The Avatar sure. video would really resonate with some people. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. it wouldn't resonate with everyone. So the layer underneath um, creating content, so you're connecting with people, You how do you do that through content? And then the layer underneath that is like the different types, like what that could look like. Because um, you need to yeah, cater exactly. to uh, each content should be packaged in a way differently to please different yeah. people yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly you're never going to get everyone with one piece of content nope yeah. but then like you know but then you can get a lot of like for example blackfish was a huge documentary in that i think mean, that impact on people was huge yeah. i'm not saying it was everybody but like sometimes you just have a piece of content that is so it's good and it's yeah. just done so well or like uh, game changers i'm just thinking of like documentaries but where would you yeah. say the end game is for this though because yeah, yeah, so that's 2020. But if you go down that path, ultimately it's going to lead you to probably everyone being on a vegan diet, I assume. So, say best case scenario, and you got to everyone. Um, if you look at it on a larger scale, uh, you know, that's a lot of industries that are going to be, in essence, useless. Obsolete. Yeah, but that's part. That's That has happened throughout history. So yeah, history, yeah. Right? it's a big problem. Um, things change and you need to adapt to society and they're fighting those industries because those industries are definitely going to fight back with their own media and stuff about why it's okay to do it that way. And then I think you'll also see a lot of these industries will adapt to the times as well. Yeah. I I can't remember what the companies were, but I saw a meat, big meat company in the U S that have now started making, you know, vegan burgers and whatnot. Um, Yeah. I I saw one that was a dairy farm now produces soy milk. So I think like people will change. Um, And it's not like it's, that's, that's always an argument I've always heard is like, Oh, you know, if the world's vegan, what are you going to do with what's going to happen to our jobs and stuff like that? It's not something that will happen overnight. It will be (laughs) such a slow and gradual change. (laughs) It's not like I'm going to click a finger and all the cows in the world don't know what they're doing. Um, Do you, do you think there's a prospect of the whole world becoming vegan? I think so. I, I predict in 30 years, the line. Yeah. 30 years, the majority, the majority of the world will be vegan. And it's not going to be because of an ethical point of view. It's going to be mm-hmm. because it's going to be cheaper to produce um, vegan products. Like if you think about it from an economic point of view, you have there's far less moving parts in producing vegan meat. Mm-hmm. You do it in a laboratory, you can do it like within like... Um, a more controlled environment. But when you're working with real animals, like there's so many more moving parts. Yeah. So in theory, uh, it would be mm-hmm. cheaper. Uh, yeah, eventually. I, I do think like, a lot of people vegan. will be like, I don't know if everyone will be vegan, but I think a majority of people will, like adapt some sort of plant-based like diet mm-hmm. to them. So yeah, that, that brings me to my thinking, like, uh, uh-huh. in 30 years, I'm going to call you and be like, yeah, right. <laughs> let's <laughs> check it out. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I want, I want it. I want it to be. I do, th- I do agree. It'd, I it'd think be, it's going it'd that be direction. ideal. It would be I'm, ideal. I'm just skeptical. <laughs> would, would that be the solution now? Would that be, would, you know, I've, I've, I've read a lot of thinking about those lines of veganism and, 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 all, and, and, and the meat. And would that, would that be the, you know, the, sort of the ultimate answer to a number of questions that we have in regard to conservation and the well-being of our environment. I mean, I don't know if it's the answer, time will tell, Mm -hmm. but I think it's probably one of the most effective things an individual can do without, you know, flying halfway across the world to go save rhinos or whatever. I think it's probably, it's the easiest thing an average person could do 
is change their diet. Yeah, I think veganism well, is part of it. Well, not that easy, but you know what I mean. It's like it's the like yeah, yeah, any yeah. anyone can People become be vegan. trying to change their diet for years. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but anyone anyone can <laughs> if they want to. Anyone can. Do yeah, it. yeah. It's not yeah. something that you have to. I think yeah, the biggest probably, solution, you know, if enough. Sorry, go for it, Blaine. Uh, real quick, I think the biggest solution <laughs> is um, when businesses have more environmentally sound um, work practices, business yeah. practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so big, big, veganism big. is one way in which they can do that. But because obviously, you could have you, you could have a vegan company that is spitting out heaps of carbon dioxide. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's an important thing to say. Just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's yeah. like yeah. yeah. I'm not saying there's a link between the two, yeah. but I'm just saying. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. <laughs> it is when because because businesses businesses will always be here, and mm -hmm. if we can do businesses in a way where it actually gives back to the planet, that's mm -hmm. when we solve the problem. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. That's that's where the big changes. Are. I I completely agree because I also think. It's probably, we have 7 billion people and I think bringing them on board to maybe a particular idea of what it is, is it's, really, um, it's really a challenge. We, we have to go through a lot of stages to be able to reach there, just like we have advanced over with years. And I think um, in my most personal opinion, I think um, in regard to your question, Blaine, I think um, uh, we, we have a lot more to do with in terms of educating people. And, and I, I believe it starts mostly with, um, with the young folks. I think if you want to bend a tree, bend it when it's young, you know, when, 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 when you can, when, when you can, when you can tell, because uh, one, one thing that I believe with young folks is that we, we don't know what they are going to be tomorrow. We don't know what their tomorrow is. And uh, when you stand in the presence of a classroom, you don't know who you are talking to. You know, you might be talking the next engineer, the next pilot, the next president, the next minister. So I believe the best way in 2020 and moving forward to me is, is education. I don't think yeah, the yeah. world needs more scientists. We have enough information that our world is collapsing. We have enough evidence that we need to do something. But imparting people the desire to, to work for good and, and, and think about the planet is is what, and, and there's a reason why we are all here. They are, are they, are they, uh, talking, you know, discussing all of this because the more people we have on board, then the easier it is even for conservationists. We don't need a few folks who, you know, like, like me living in the bush and I'm so proud that I'm doing the best I can. You know, we can't solve the issues. You know, that's, that's not a solution to the issues. We need more people come on board because to me, conservation is like, one fight, one man fighting what another man is trying to destroy. You know, we are in the bush trying to protect rhinos from someone who wants to kill them. So mm. if you can tell that person it is wrong to kill a rhino, then yeah. we, we don't have to be in the bush. We have to be doing something else. So education and awareness, I think it's, it's a very integral part in helping yeah, conservation. Sure. Yeah. Well, mentioning that as well, and not to get too distracted, I think it's also highlighting that conservation is not just protecting the species. It's also yeah. bringing the living standards of those communities around those species up so that they don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. resort I mean, to that's, hunting that's, yeah, exactly. to, that's a big to sustain their lives. And, yeah. it, you know, and then you've it's, got climate change, o overpopulation. I'd say mm -hmm. all these factors compound to you you know lead us to the issue we have at hand with conservation uh, sure. so mm -hmm. it's not just you know solve 
the the poaching side which a lot of people get caught up in conservation it's like oh poaching they're yeah. killing elephants yeah. this that that yeah, there's yeah, a that's... thousand different components that need to be fixed yeah. for it to be viable yeah exactly literally millions and millions of things to consider like that poaching is one piece of the puzzle yeah and the yeah. conservation yeah. puzzle is a million piece puzzle yeah and <laughs> it's and the thing with fixing um, when you do a puzzle you don't complete a puzzle all in one go you do it one piece at a time and yeah. by acknowledging that you're also acknowledging the fact that it's got to take quite a long time yeah, to complete yeah, yeah. this mm -hmm. puzzle and mm -hmm. i think yeah. i think a lot of people may miss that there's like this certain level of impatience um, we we need to be patient because this is going to be this is going to be a lifelong goal to try and even late you know to even get close to solving it but interesting yeah. point on, on when you said about we've got enough scientists that's a really kind of counterintuitive idea almost but it, i think you're bang on because we need more um we almost like we need science communicators we need the people yeah. that amplify the scientists yeah. like if you if you have a hundred people in the world and 99 people are scientists and you have one person that's a science communicator or educator, that's a lot of science that isn't being communicated. <laughs> that's a lot of untapped science. So we, we need to kind of get that balance right. We need, we need yeah. more educators. We need more science communicators so that we yeah. work um, optimally, I guess, as a, as a unit. Yeah, because yeah, like you yeah, said, cons think... yeah, conservation is not just for scientists. That's one, one yeah. myth, I think people need to yeah. so, or, or even just animal lovers i think you need to see conservation as something for everybody because you can't yeah. even everybody's different perspectives um, mm -hmm. to solve the bigger issue yeah just i agree with you of... i think what um what what i did was a random throw of what is this but i i, I believe um you know it is as we were talking about early alone you know we were saying like you know um if, if we don't, if we don't have a people that tell what it is important, why it is important. So when I mean like we have, you know, I know we need more scientists. Not, we need more people to come forward and, and you know send themselves out. But if you can imagine, we have a world where we only have facts without people consuming the facts, without people yeah. willing to take the next step. You know, we already have a lot of warning that there's you know climate change. We have the environmental crisis that we're in, and there's. There's a, there's, there's a projection that is what is going to happen in future if we don't take uh, our stand, if we don't do something about it. So my, my idea was like, we have, to, we, have, we have now to be, we have to, to have a people that take that message. You know, they can be able to manipulate the information. They can be able to send it out to the masses because we have to agree that our generation, we are living in a bubble. You know, we, we, we're so much into anything, success, you know, what, education and all of that and we want to achieve all those things and we forget about uh why it is important to 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 care for our planet and i think taking that and i think showing people why our planet is important in terms of environmental benefits we get the clean hair the water supply the physical the spiritual aspects we get from it it helps because people have an affinity to 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 uh, to be relatable to something that really touches them. You know that's why some will go for elephants, some go for rhinos, others go for lions because you know they're magnificent and people have an affinity to anything that. So I think we, the modern day conservationists, have a great responsibility to make the modern day conservation 
have a sense to our generation in regard to why it is important to have it protected. And I think what, that's the revolution, where, what we need yeah. to, to go for. What would you define as the modern day conservationist? What's your definition? Ooh. What's your, like, what would you say? Like? Conservationist <laughs> that utilizes modern day tools and addresses modern day problems. What, yeah. is, what is a conservationist? Someone that advocates or acts on behalf of the protection and preservation of the natural world. Blaine's got these ready. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> that was no thought. It was just dictionary open. That's what it is. I was like, oh, this was stump him, and he was like, he just hit me straight off the bat. Breezed it. Right, it's I like when I'm you gonna... get the question you prepared for yeah. at the vet interview. Yeah, I think I'm gonna yeah. step. I'm gonna sit no, on the no, bench. I'm gonna sit I'll, on the I'll bench for a second. I was asking myself yeah. that question like literally a couple of days yeah. ago. I was like uh, thinking about it, yeah. so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, like, yeah. What That's a good that? answer, though. It's a good answer. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like yeah. asking myself, I'm trying to be a modern day conservationist. I was asking myself yeah. the question, yeah. what does that even look like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like as You're, a digital conservationist, kind of, yeah. what I call myself, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, what does sure, that yeah. even mean? I just kind of yeah. see it as anyone, anyone who cares, I like just uh, whatever level that is, that I feel like if, if you care, then you're a conservationist at some level. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Roz, you've yeah, got this you silence. No. Nope. <laughs> Go Sorry, for it. I, mean, I was just going to say, should we run through kind of what the conservation couch means to each of you guys, which we kind of started off at the beginning, but, you know, we've got a bit derailed with really interesting topics, and I'd love to stay here for a couple more hours. But just to kind of get a brief view of what oh, it means to you guys was, as well. That was some good moderating, Jamil. Mm. <laughs> if you want to take that role it's cool you're, you're the if you do the music <laughs> you do the music the intro i'm happy to just cut people out and say guys let's get back on track just put us on mute <laughs> we're just talking and there's no audio <laughs> uh, okay yeah. well jamil you've done yours haven't you yeah yeah fine here. um so, I mean, I'll go. Um, conservation couch to me. Well, I was, you know, like speak, picking up where Jamil said at the start that um, I was kind of there when we were at the, the start of like coming up with a podcast. And my kind of, my basic idea was, uh, you know, I really like Jamil, Jemu and Blame Yourself. I like, I think all of you guys are going to go really far. So my core idea was I just, these three guys, I just want to stay in touch with them. And I want to form like a, you know, some sort of friendship with them because I think that from that friendship in, you know, however long it will be, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I think something will, something like potentially big can come from it. So that was, that was the, like my first idea. I just wanted to just keep this community of people, um, this, commu- <laughs> this community, of, well, not even community, just this group of guys to, um, together and close. And then, you know, we had this, I don't you remember, Jamil, we kind of, that first like video call conference we had with me, you and Jemmy. Yeah. We just got on really, really well. Um, yeah. And that, that was just something that I noticed. I was like, you know, I, I just noticed that the, the three of us were just, we were riffing off each other and it was just very easy to have a conversation. And we've all come from very, very different backgrounds. And it's just quite interesting to hear us um, speaking at the time. And, and during the lockdown, I've we been say. listening. <laughs> yeah, mate, look, as long as I like it, I'm happy. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> uh, And during this lockdown, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've, I've been listening to loads. Yeah. Um, and some of my favorite ones are the ones where you're literally just listening on, listening on people 
talking. You're basically, it just feels like you're part of a conversation. Fly on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not so much like a structured like interview stuff, but just just like a conversation. And then you feel bad about moderating now. <laughs> no, 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 mate. Wait, we need to, we do need a little bit of moderating. Um, and then yeah, I had the uh, we me and Blaine had a chat um, initially on on Zoom, and I brought the idea to him, and I just again I found it really easy to talk to Blaine. It just it was super easy, and I found we were on very similar wavelengths as well. So. I just thought, uh, and then I spoke to, who did I, I think it was you, Blaine. I think you were saying that with your, your early ideas for Conservation Tribe, your podcast, how you kind of wanted to connect to people and you found the easiest way to connect to them and make content at the same time was just basically have a podcast with them and just talk to them. Mm. Um, and that was kind of where I think those two ideas just met, really. Just like, you know, mm. we can have a weekly conversation where we're, we're still having a dialogue with each other. But also, we're making something. And then hopefully, like, people will listen to it. And kind of another concept of it that we've talked about is I didn't want to make it too much of, like, a science-y podcast. I want it to be a podcast where anybody can listen. And hopefully someone listens to it and, you know, sparks a bit of an interest in them. Um, and that was it, really. And I just like talking, so. <laughs> just put it on a podcast. <laughs> but that was, yeah, that's my... That's my take on it. Yeah, cool. Cool. Jimmy, do you want to go? Well, I, I thought um, I Oh, no. Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, yeah, when, you, um, when you looked at Gemma on your screen, you looked at me. <laughs> I was uh, like, what? Yeah, I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look just alike, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I now think for me, we, um, we, we started with, uh, initially, uh, we had a fast talk with uh, Mahesh. We... Just wanted to catch up. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, it's me. After, yeah, me after, 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 uh, at the first time, and then um, Nikita Lord uh, came along with uh, Jamil, and we had a conversation. And uh, Jamil told me the idea that he has to have a website where he brings a few people on board. And uh, there's one thing that strike me and the different places that I've gone. And and when we had a conversation with Jamil, and we had a conversation with uh, Mahesh, and we, it, it's very easy to tell the, mo- the motivation and the energy of someone. And I could tell deep within my heart that there's, um, there's yeah. a commonality around us that we need to, to, to share, you know, in, in, in regard to ourselves, in, in, in what we are doing. So I realized we have the same passion for conservation. Uh, we also have the same passion to uh, offset uh, some things that we see in conservation and also um, create more things in the future to um, empower more people and, and raise more people. So the idea of having a podcast and having been in the social media and having seen and had some podcasts, I think was an amazing idea. And uh, for me, uh, being part of it was really humbling because I think it's, it's the high time we see the opportunity that they raise in the social media aspects to, to, to do good for our planet and also speaking more uh, and you know, in an engaging way about the plight that we are fighting for so much. So the idea came along, and uh, Blaine um, uh, was really amazing. I've been following you. I remember you also had asked me early on for a podcast. It was so, <laughs> so, so we'll, busy. We'll do that soon. <laughs> I was, I was, man, like I was so overwhelmed with all of that. But at the end of the day, we are, we were brought together by by the conservation couch. And uh, it's really heartwarming to have 
four folks from all over the world, from scattered backgrounds, from diverse backgrounds with different projections of life and different uh, you know, professions coming together, reasoning for our, for our planet. I think it, it's an amazing thing. And um, it, it's my joy that this conservation culture will give us a platform to share ideas, our passions, yeah, exactly. agree, disagree, and also um, uh, give others maybe a sense of direction that so many people are looking for in regard to where they fit into yeah. the conservation sphere. So that's, that's, that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Good yeah, for me, okay, it's so a conservation couch. Um, from a personal kind of level, I think a lot about things, big things, conservation things, all day long. I'm just constantly thinking things. So I think I really would love just to have an outlet once a week where we can, you know, chat with conservationists yeah, 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 and just yeah. unload. Like, I think. Well, the people that are listening to this and not watching the video, like see my facial reaction in some of these, I'm like ready to just dive into <laughs> yeah, some yeah, of these yeah, topics. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it. He senses his blood and he's in. This is like, I'm just so passionate about it. And it's, um, it's nice just having an outlet where we can just talk about all these different things in like a safe environment because conservation, like we touched on before, can be quite complex and controversial. Like, you can have two different conservationists who have completely opposite views on how they should approach a problem and that can get real heated. Yeah. And I think that deters a lot of people from engaging because they're, they're potentially yeah. are afraid, afraid of point. someone cutting them down. They're like, I don't want to yeah. talk about poaching or hunting or veganism because I don't want them to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind true. of say you're, you're wrong, you know? So yeah. 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 I think creating a safe space for people to have these conversations is important as well. And I think that's where the couch part comes in. So the couch is symbolic of being cash, like informal and yeah. open. Just cash, yeah. yeah, just cash. Cash. So I'd like the conservation couch to extend to, you know, other people as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I envision having conversations like this in the future where, um, we might be doing this streaming it live, for example, and conservationists are sitting on their couch wherever yeah, they yeah. are in the world. And we could have a conservation couch conversation with a thousand people, a thousand conservationists around the world engaging in conservation talks in a safe space. I think that's where we can provide a lot of value. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's a good, I never thought of it that way. Actually. That's a really good, good way to put it. No. Conservation. Yeah, we are. CC. C squared. Yeah, no, no. That's that's a good point. I'm just uh, ruminating yeah. on it. Yeah, safe space. That's a, because for me, I um last episode <laughs> you'd know that I'm like fairly new I'm new to this space. Yeah. And so I when I first started, I was a bit weary or anxious or I felt like I couldn't engage in these conversations because I didn't know what I was talking about. And that's true. I didn't know what I was talking about, but that shouldn't be a reason for someone not to want yeah. to ask a question. Yeah, um, you don't need to know the answers to ask a question. That's the point of asking the question. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's one thing with, I'm hoping that the podcast can become is I hope it's, it's, 
it's uh, informal enough and safe enough that people like Blaine a couple few years back who are thinking of getting into conservation but don't really know anything can just listen to this and find it easy to, you know, um, take it down. I don't want it to just be an exclusive thing to, yeah. You want it, I hate I want it to exclusive be, things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I think it. that's the whole, the whole, the whole sort of shoot. That is the whole motto for the conservation cars is conservation for all, you know, like we are out calling everyone to, to come in and be part of the, of, 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 of these, um, conservation so uh, it's good that everyone feels part of it and feels free to ask or engage and even maybe a platform mm. where in, in the future they will be able to ask adamant questions that they have about conservation we can put them into discussions and we can yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, share our views it. and our opinions on, on, on about various subjects in relation to conservation and our planet at large so it's it's all inclusive like everyone is is part of it because i, I always feel like conservation or rather the planet is like uh, a human body you know we have we have a human body with different organs and um every organ has to to play its function if there's no one organ that can can stand up and say like i am a better organ than the other and that's what i have a feeling about the whole conservation thing everyone some can be seen you know uh like walking on green uniforms or being you know on a vet on a vet car you know tranquilizing the animals that those can be seen some can be seen cutting guns in the, in the bush like you know like we do others don't need to be seen you know they are like yeah. the intestines they're inside the body they have to they have to function secretly they are like the veins uh, transporting blood quietly and silently in the body without <laughs> anyone so that's the whole essence of inclusivity but it's good to make everyone feel that they are part of conservation and the little effort in different aspects they're playing it because we are not talking about elephants and rhinos here alone we are talking even about the butterflies and, and the earthworms that live on the ground and are so much overlooked by people we and also people. and also the the people as well and the communities just yeah uh, yeah. yeah 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 so there's some affected as well so everyone has a part you know if one can be good at living in the bush someone else can be good at talking to people in the community aspect someone can be good at educating the young ones and coming up with programs yeah you know one can be anything anyway in in regard to what conservation is all about and i think that's what we are talking about more than day conservation it's trying to diversify the typical conservation uh what has been seen over those years and trying mm-hmm. to um, come up with ideas that are more evolutionary to our generation uh, a fast moving generation where they can be able to absorb and uh, and be flexible in the way we do things i think that's really good i like the body analogy um i think if you consider conservation as the whole body and you have these yeah. different organs um finding what body part you are like you could be a, a finger a finger is re- a thumb a thumb is really yeah. important without a thumb yeah. it's very difficult to pick things up so yeah. like i think a lot of people just think of it just as um you need to be the heart yeah. but the, a heart without the lungs the brain the pancreas or whatever yeah 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 yeah, dead, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. You, you, you need you need everything so i think yeah. um it's a good analogy because you can try and figure out like so what okay let's break let's expand on this like what would 
if we attributed body parts to say a real life conservation mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. what could the heart be? What could the thumb be? What could the veins be? What could the blood be? What could, well, this is how I the, think. maybe the immune system of the Rangers actively in the field. <laughs> Any antibodies? <laughs> Yeah, you know, right there, ready the minute you get an infection which says a poacher. Jimmy, 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 you'd be my white blood cell any day. But, <laughs> but no, honestly, it goes a yeah. bit further than that because they, they are greatly underappreciated in my opinion, you know, yeah. and the immune yeah. system goes quite unseen until, yeah. until it's needed. When it's needed, yeah. it's all about, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. as we've seen recently, herd immunity. It's like, oh... It's actually a thing, and I, I think that would <laughs> yeah, be a good a, one. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Who's the appendix? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think well, when we when if we had to generalize the whole conservation sphere, I think it would it would definitely mean anything in the context. You know, if we are talking about what conservation of what are we talking about? But if we generalize about you know like the whole conservation thing, then. Um, anything could be anything, you know? So we would say, we wouldn't say like literally something is the exact phase because in that context, we are talking about, we could yeah, be talking sure. about whales. We, we could be talking about uh, in, indigenous trees that are perishing. We could be talking about anything. So I, I, I've always, I used that analogy when I was doing a speaking engagement to just show people that whatever context of conservation we are talking about, you can be a part of that particular thing, you know, you, you, you can be, and sometimes people feel that they are not seen. People feel that they don't value people do that their efforts and their opinions do not matter. And that's why I was talking like some, some of you need to be blood, uh, like you need to be veins. You don't need to be seen, you know, you don't be even to yeah. be heard of, but your actions, including even not buying extra toys for your children or, or, or throwing a plastic bag somewhere. It's being a vein. That's an action that might not be seen in the conservation, but in the conservation body, it's, it's very fundamental because it's helping you know, minimize the problem that conservationists and scientists are fighting with at the top, who might be seen as the face or the lips or, or the air. You know? So if you try to put it like, you know, rangers conservationists scientists you know can be up there they can be like the face the nostrils that you know anything they can we can you know we can brag how we live in the bush and protect and face the poachers we can we can take all the credits we want <laughs> yeah 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 no 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 like i'm being realistic but <laughs> we we, we can brag the, the backhanded brag also i like i like the conservation body I like that title. Is it, well, is it, too, yeah, is yeah. it too late to, name the, to rename the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's too oh. late. It's too late already. It's too late already. <laughs> no, that's a Jemu speech. He has copyright on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a Jemu gem. Yeah. Intellectual yeah. property of Jemu. Yeah. I was going to say, the other thing I did really like about the body analogy now, uh, since we're going with it, is every single part needs to work with all the other parts for the body yeah. to stay alive. And I think that goes yeah. back to what we were saying as we yeah. need to present a more united front that works together. It's like, it's all very well and good that you've got a really strong heart that, you know, can carry you 170 kilometers running, you know, yeah. a six minute per kilometer pace. But then if your mm-hmm. lungs aren't absorbing oxygen or aren't mm-hmm. inflating to their full capacity to get you that yeah. oxygen that the blood needs to take to your muscles, 
then yeah. you're yeah, exactly. not going to function. Oh. And it's the same with conservation. You know, you yeah. can have the public speakers educating people, but if there aren't yeah. those people to go out there and put those, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, those, <laughs> those ideas into action and come up with new ideas, it's yeah. not going to work. So, you know, the, yeah. the key thing to take away from this, yeah. in my opinion, is that we need to do it together and united. We also, need the, oh. we also need the critics who, who take away the bad stuff, you know, and exercise. Those, those can be labeled as the, the sweat glands or the, the inner, sweat glands. They, they, they <laughs> the bad stuff. The armpits of conservation. <laughs> oh, Jemmy, that is a Jemmy gem right there. <laughs> well, Jemmy, you can no, go no, with the arsehole. We, we, <laughs> we, we are analyzing the human body, so... Who are the intestines? We, we know, yeah, we need we need to excrete the bad stuff of the human body, you know? So true. They, moderators, who, they could be content moderators. Yeah. Who's the poop? Yeah, no, yeah. Even, even <laughs> the, poop the poop is fake you know, news. Yeah, we, fake we, news. we have people in conservation with the wrong motives and, and doing the it's wrong true. thing. That is, and, and, that and, is and, true. So oh. we, oh. we can have, we can have, we need to have those people who just, you know, shout mm -hmm. out and say, this is, this is wrong. This is not, you know, so, Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 don't. That's, no, that's, that's great, man. That was. Yeah. It's no, a safe. This is a safe space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's push this. Let's push this. Um, when you when I think of conservation, I think of it as um, going on to this analogy on on bodies. Conservation is a marathon, so mm -hmm. if you're going to be a conservationist, you also need to be a marathon runner. So when you're training for a marathon, that looks very different to training to be a sprinter, for example. So that requires different training regimes, different diet. <laughs> Sorry, I was, just looking at, I was looking at Jamil. His face. So, He's a marathon Considering conservation is a marathon and conservationists uh -huh. are marathon runners, how do we fuel the marathon runners? Like, what is the fuel for that particular body type? Anger. No, that's a very good point. That's a good question. What is the carbs? What is the carbs? Like, maybe anger would be... Um... Initially, I think it would be initially, but it's just not long-term, it's just not sustainable. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> anger would be more associated with a sprinter, like, like yeah, yeah. in there, for the ones when the anaerobic yeah. Yeah, yeah. exercise. Anger's like, you know, there's fast twitch fibers, but yeah. we want slow We're twitch, don't we, slow twitch. We want we, slow Yeah, twitch. well, we need to red, swap from, like, a carb-optimized system to one that's optimized for fat. That's what a lot of the ultra marathon ah, runners do. That there so we maybe go. That's what conservation needs is to swap to. Oh, is it an ultra um, marathon? Some site more sustainable. Uh, I want to, yeah, yeah. But anyway, different topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, actually, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to need a second to think. Jemmy, do you have I any think, gems? Yeah, you guys got anything? Um, it's got me thinking. Um, um... Progress is the fuel. Sorry, because as as you progress, the educators mm -hmm. and stuff they're going to update what they're educating and what they're teaching, and as yeah. as the problem gets solved piece by piece, but then they, um, there are going to be new problems yeah. that need to be solved. 
and that's going to require yeah. new people to step in and keep so, fighting that and being persistent. But, yeah, but even progress yeah. sometimes, sometimes, you know, it, can, it can be very slow and sometimes you can, especially in the world of conservation, I feel you can, you can be yeah, in situations where you don't see any progress. So, I mean, which can be like really disheartening. Um, yeah, and I think that's, that's why, because conservation is not fancy. I think we, that's 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 the that's one of the greatest role in our generation because we we have to make it look good for people we have to make it people see why it's important for them uh, otherwise if it's it, 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 we don't we don't relate to it because it, it doesn't sound fancy to, to so many yeah. people however we needed to live we needed to survive so i think uh in in regard to that i think it, it's more evolutionary it's never going to be a perfect world i think it's going to be as we move forward, we are going to to that empowerment program really will create more a generation of more cautious people of uh, why it is important to, to to care. And I think that's that's where the line lies. In, yeah, in I think probably to, the blazes that yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Going back to what we were saying before, I think that connection and that compassion is probably the. I think that's a big Some part fuel. of fuel. Yeah, if you don't have. I personally think. A big part of the fuel is the self-awareness of the individual. So mm -hmm. if we consider it as a lifelong thing, that's a lot of time. And then we also consider the fact that there are many different ways that you could be a conservationist. Yeah. Self-awareness is critical because you, um, through discovering a sense of what that could mean, it's like understanding what you're good at, what you're not good at, what makes you happy, what doesn't make you happy. And that serves as a foundation that informs what type of conservationist you can be. Like mm -hmm. if you hate, if you, if you hate um, going outside, but you love to, you love animals, you're really good on the computer. Maybe you could be some kind of like coder that works in out of like, um, um, like a, or what's the, like some two with coding somehow AI or data, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And that could be your very niche specific role as a conservationist, which is mm -hmm. in tune with who you are as a person and your skill set. And you'd be very happy, mm -hmm. but maybe us, if we were put into that role would be unhappy. Yeah. We yeah, may yeah. be happy for two years, but we maybe mm -hmm. will be very happy three, four, five years down the track. So self-awareness, I think is really critical based on those two premises. But how would that be fuel? because that allows you to do something that makes sense for you, for, for uh, life. Yeah, I get you. I like assume if you... happiness is the fuel though, because you're happy, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah, I, I think it also makes it relatable, you know, like you, you can relate to what you're doing and then you're adding value to the general planet as well. So if you are good at computer and that's what, and that's what I, I always tell kids when I'm, when I'm doing conservation talks, you know, I, I hate, and also adults, I hate telling people what they need to do because I think sometimes when you're there and kids are looking up to you and then you tell them all you can do is donate or what you can do is 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 do that. I, I find it it's not even if you look at my posts, I avoid saying that a lot. I always like yeah. inspire because someone can be can be better loved than just donating or taking their time to travel. They can be much more useful using maybe their talents or their God-given ability to do something uh, and, and become more meaningful to the planet. And so I don't like, you know, you know, aligning people that this is specifically what you can do. It's good to tell 
this, this is a problem to our planet. Our environment needs people. They know the challenges that are facing that, that particular subject in regard to conservation. Then these people can go and figure out themselves. I think, Blaine, you had to sit down being an architecture to find your, your new path. This is what you want to do. If, if I told you that what you could have given was money, maybe you would have been off already, but you, you sat down. So I think planting a seed of awareness in people's minds and letting it grow is what is, in, is, what is an important aspect. You, we, we just plant seeds. You know, we don't know what they're going to be. They can be, yeah. they can be architects who are very cautious when they're building buildings. They can be engineers when they are designing yeah. stuff. As we move forward, they will be very cautious. They will be, there will be an, an, an essence of an environmental awareness in them that is yeah, very, yeah. very critical for their well-being. So that's, I think, the fuel. Like, just only telling people why our planet is important is enough fuel. I mean, we don't need, we don't, we don't need, need to do anything much, to me, in my own opinion. Like, tell people that they need the planet to eat, to drink, to wear, to drive the car, to sit in that office, the furniture, anything is from the planet. And let them figure out what they can do for the planet. And I think we can do much more for it. So that's that's what I feel in, uh, and that's what I've always aimed, and that's what I aim to do in the future. Just inspiring people to care, then let them choose what they want to find. Yeah, because you don't know. It, it, they might do something that you would never even thought of, and yeah. they can do it great. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, Jim. <laughs> um, uh, I love these analogies. Yeah, man, that's a good one. The seed. The seed I like that one. Yeah. Plant the seed. Um, what are the seed? Shall we do an outro? Should we do? Should we do a closing thought, like a closing <laughs> question, um, like at the end, like we maybe we can end on, um, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, maybe today's question could be, what is your definition of? Like conservationists, like end on something where we both quickly, we all quickly. Or, well, you know, um, where do you fit in, in? Where do you fit in the conservation body? Body. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a good good thought. You know. Yeah. Mm. Conservation body. Um, um, yeah. Who wants to lead the outro? Okay. I feel like this is not what I am, but I think what I'd like to be is um, I don't actually like. I don't know the parts of the blood, <laughs> but uh, I see what I'm trying to do as like a um, mm. oh, he's getting outside council. That's cheated. <laughs> That's <how you> go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, this I'm is a couch. The downward <laughs> arrow. <laughs> I thought this was a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. In terms of communication, um, mm -hmm. I think maybe that I could be like the blood because communicating is is like um, transferring something from here to to here. Um, yeah. So, but then I feel I feel like vocal cords. I feel yeah. Yeah, I would have said vocal cords for you. Okay, vocal cords. Okay, because you're trying but, to transmit the, the message to not just the body but to outside. Mm. Are you, like, it you depends could be where we're going with the body analogy because is conservation the body or is this a body that's functioning towards conservation because if he's the vocal cords then you're going to have to emit externally but if conservation is inclusive of the body 
then the blood analogy makes sense because oh, yeah. he's communicating all the parts of conservation. So I can yes. kind of see okay, where so both ideas have oh, come yeah, from. I don't know. You've stumped yeah. me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so I is think, conservation the body think, or is, is the body the... Um, let's go back. Like, Jamie, what do you think? Sorry, come again. What's, I was, what I was is, trying to think loud. <laughs> oh, that was. That was. <laughs> yeah, so, um, sorry. Um, I was just saying, what, um, what do you think con the conservation body is? Is it um, kind of picking up on what Jamil was saying? I'm stumped, mate. I'm yeah, stumped. yeah, yeah. So what, what, I, what I, in regard to that analogy, when I, I, I thought about it one day when I was looking at the girls and, and started thinking about, because I just had finished as... Uh, when you uh, say talk. looking at the girls, um, just to clarify. Oh, the rhinos. Oh, sorry. Some people who are listening that don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I look up the rhinos that that they are believed. Yeah, he doesn't be just go around just time. looking yeah. at girls. Yeah. Looking at girls. <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah. well, not, not hey, maybe the, you do. You know, everyone's motivation not, is no, uh, no, 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 not the human girls, but the the, the, the rhino girls. <laughs> that look Why is it acceptable to look at rhino girls though? They must want some privacy too. <laughs> yeah. So I so okay maybe someone who is listening doesn't know like I I am a caretaker and I look after rhinos so they are the last two known to exist you know when I came and started working with them as far as we know they're this the last two so I look after them every day and so I was looking at them and that analogy came when I and I was speaking to some kids and telling them about a kid asked me like what can I do you know to to make the planet a better place and that question sunk into me the whole day and i was thinking about the best way to relay that message to young people so that they can understand so talking about uh the you know um, the as a body i was generalizing conservation at large uh, in regard you also can say in quotes the planet our earth. Okay. so that that would mean anything and i think like as Blaine is saying, what would he want? Because Blaine is talking about any subject in his podcast, like he's talking about anything. So in, in, the, in the conservation body, which can be the conservation of bees, the conservation of trees, the conservation of whales and sharks and anything that are on the planet. So it's the whole conservation body, the whole global, you know, aspect okay. of the whole it. thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. So uh, you, are you saying blood? <laughs> well, I what, okay. I, I'm going to tell you what I'd like to be, and then you tell me like what body part you think that could be. So okay. my my mission, I want to be a conservation amplifier. So I want to amplify conservation through digital communicate or like communication, but also I want to be an amplifier through connecting people with other people. Um. So I want to be an amplifier. So what body part is that? Brain cells? <laughs> Did someone say armpit? <laughs> no, one no, no, no. <laughs> no one said armpit. No one no, said no, no. armpit. No, I think you are a Ralenix. Like you're, you're the voice anyway. Like you're, you're, you're the voice system. So I, I'd still say the, the, the body. Yeah. Vocal yeah. Cords? I would still right. yeah, I'm because those, you know, those muscles, when they, whenever cords. they work in there, yeah, they the that that doesn't translate to a good. No, good but what it's doing is getting more <laughs> bodies on board. So yeah. you think yeah. of conservation not just being one body, but yeah. so multiple, 
multiple bodies fragmented that aren't working together because those mm -hmm. bodies do work together internally to some extent you're mm -hmm. amplifying the message so that we all come together and work as yeah. one body yeah yeah and and um, being a voice you can be flexible to what you want you know being a voice you can the same the, the same the same voice that can speak about again is something is the same voice that can speak up for something you know so i think that's the whole flexibility of the voice like you can you can speak about whales and you can speak about sharks and you can speak up, speak about community in regard to the human i mean to the conservation body so be the voice i think you fit there well <laughs> all right i'm the vocal cords <laughs> yeah uh, the vocal cords next, yeah <laughs> next one next one Jamil, I feel like you'd be the fists. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking, mate. What, what do you want? What do you want? I don't know. I don't know what I want, man. It's a, um, a tricky question, isn't it? Well, I'll, I'll let you guys assign it, and like, I think it's better. I, I think it's better we do it like that because then mm, you're getting like a vote of three people. Yeah, I'll describe yeah. where I want to kind of be at. So for me, I've always wanted to be a bit, you know, quite actively involved in the field. And that's kind of why I did vet med. Um, and I want to be out there in the front line sort of thing. But then also, to some extent, be able to give back to those communities and not just focus on the animals, but also focus on the people and, you know, make it very clear that this isn't just a animal or plant thing. It's it's protecting the whole the whole system we've got going and improving the system so that it is sustainable. So I don't know. I kind of want to be somewhere in that sort of space, very actively involved in the field, but also to some extent educating and voicing it. So it's a bit of a hard one. I don't know if there's a, any ideas there. But. I wish I knew more about the body. <laughs> I don't have I don't have too many options. I'm like heart, love. <laughs> well, um, the adaptive immune system. Mesh. I mean, yeah, no, that doesn't fit at all. Um, um hmm. you, yeah, you I, kind I, of encompassed I, a lot of could, things. Could we there. say like your your no, like let's let's see, let's let's think about it. So. I guess I'm incredibly passionate and maybe like not overreact, but you know, there's a lot of energy behind when I make a decision to do something. You're quite impulsive. So you're the ATPCP. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I remember that correctly? <laughs> um, almost. You're close. You're close. Um, you're the, are you the, my, are you the mitochondria mate? Midichlorian. <laughs> the force. The force. Are you the energy source behind this all? Um, yeah. No, I doubt so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I feel like you mm. encompass mm. quite a few different organs. It's a good thought exercise, though. Hey. <sighs> yeah, yeah my brain power's done. Metaphorically. I'm not revising. All, 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 I think you could be, uh, in, in regard to that, you could be the muscle. Okay. Mm. I'll take muscles. Which muscle are there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, muscles over here. Hey, oh, I'll be muscles. Okay. <laughs> if you insist. I was thinking that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, yeah. my muscles. Because, because, because you need 
that you know if it's <laughs> your your energy can be diverted in different aspects you know if you want to be on the field engaged you want to be voicing out there you want to uh you want to raise funds you know so you, you know you have that pushing energy you know to to yeah. to push all of that so Okay. I'm thinking of Massa, but I'm not. I don't know how right I am. And, yeah. you know, Jamie, what do you think? Together. I mean, I, 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 I see the, I see the, the metaphor there. And the muscles uh, encompass a lot of different functions. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they can be used to, to, to be anything. You know, they can, they can do whatever they are told to do. And I think if that's that's what you want to do, you want, you know, you want, you want to need the energy. If you are raising funds, you want to need the energy to push. So I don't know whether mitochondria or. I think muscles, <laughs> is, muscles is probably, uh, probably a good one. Yeah. Okay. Jamil, what are you? Muscles, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, now, this is, this is 1.0. Muscles. This is 1.0. This is 1.0. Yeah. We can fine tune this. Jamu. Are we doing Jamu? Well, uh, I've just got you on the bottom right corner, so I'm just okay. going. I mean, Jamu. Jemu's the heart, man. Come on, guys. Yeah. Jemu's the heart. I was going to say heart or eyes. Like, I, I, for some reason, eyes... Eyes are, is a good one. Like, wisdom and, like, I know, eyes or heart. The windows to the soul, some say. Mm. Uh-huh. I think he's eyes. seeing all of it in the field and then relaying it. So, eyes is also... And yeah, sending it for process for proce- processing it in the mind. Yeah, I think I think I like eyes. I like eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As eyes because one. think of it, he sees it in the field, takes it to the brain, the brain takes it to Blaine, and Blaine tells everyone. But the Jemu does a lot of that as well. So, but uh, <laughs> uh, me, no, we, we are doing a we podcast compliment. this we, week. We compliment. Yeah, exactly. Blaine oh, amplifies yeah. it. So we are doing a podcast the next week. So I will be relaying it to Blaine and and Blaine will take it there. Amplify, with amplify <laughs> with my digital vocal cords. <laughs> what is Jamil? What is Jamil? What do you think Jamil is, guys? I oh, know we did Jamil. Oh, muscles. Oh, yeah, sorry, not Jamil. Muscles. Sorry, ah, my ish, my ish. Oh my yeah, ish. Was, we were close. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, what yeah. am I? Mm. Armpits, gotta go with that. <laughs> to be fair, mate. <laughs> Sweaty <laughs> secretions, mate. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to you right now. It's hot in my room, so so yeah. <laughs> getting a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Give us a bit of a insight. What do you want? Um. What do I want? Um, so in terms of, I, I mean, I, I enjoy the hands-on work. So I, I really enjoy working like directly with animals. Muscles um, is taken. Muscles is taken, don't <laughs> <way>. um, <laughs> All right, mate, we get it. The muscles are yours. <laughs> um, are you the glutes yeah. though? Are you, are, you, are you the, what's the bum muscle? The glutes. Are you, oh. Yeah, glutes. What did I say? Never skip leg day. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> Um, no, wait, 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 wait. Um, no, I, um, I think in the future I'd like to do a lot more work in kind of sanctuaries and rehab centres. I see myself doing a lot of work there, um, especially mm-hmm. with animals that have been part of like the tourism industry in some form. But then also kind of, I'd like to use that to spread awareness as well. So whether that's through education or media or whatever, um, 
I like to do my work to. Could that be the liver to an extent? So like de- liver. detoxifying and bringing the body back to a healthy state. Oh, that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sanctuaries could yeah, be. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh. These centers of like you know all this pain yeah. and anguish these animals have been through. You're oh. trying to remove it and get them back to a healthy state, and that's pretty much what the liver does. And it's oh, man. one that of its many really functions. You know, you're a liver. Yeah. I'm a liver. Oh man. My that's a good one. Detoxifying your body and 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 working so hard to take the bad stuff and make it good. I'll try anyway. I love that was that was bloody good. That was good oh man, one. that's that's oh, quick that thinking. Good. That was a good exercise. I yeah. feel so much yeah. closer to you guys right now. <laughs> right now if we get people to do the same exercise and submit the videos we can share them on instagram oi, oi, oi. yeah the best like, ones yeah like tag, comment tag, share, um, the conservation couch we better make that account now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then and then uh, you'll tell people to comment below and say what parts of the conservation body they are yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, um, what i'm visualizing is do you know how you have the 3d models um, I'd love to like, um, yeah, just go through the different body parts, yeah, on Instagram stories or something, and just people comment what they are and and why, like, why do they yeah. think they are the intestines or the liver or whatever? That'll be yeah. so interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking about That's- all of that. Maybe also you could add this question at the end of your conservation tribe ones because all the people you're interviewing there are conservationists. Maybe see where they see themselves in the field mm. yeah. as a thought game. Just a thought, man. Mm. You know. Yeah, and just to make it's it's fun though. It's it's sometimes breaking because the subject of conservation is very hard. Sometimes we make it fun and people. That's what we are saying. The modern day conservationists, we need to go out and make it look good you know so yeah. that people and accessible yeah that was that was fun oh, that good. was so fun well all right guys <laughs> well we did i think we did well but that was a good yeah that was a solid hit out man i'm so proud of us <laughs> <laughs> tap on the back you sure you're not the ego mahesh <laughs> well you know everyone needs a healthy bit of ego so you know <laughs> all right guys <laughs> Um, CC yeah. out. See, see, see you next time. See you later. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh, that was awful. That was yeah, awful. That was we awful. need to work on our headshot.